Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from Scripture would better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. Bibles, I want you to turn, if you will, please, to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, verse number 19. I'm going to finish out the uh, five stages of spiritual development or spiritual growth uh, that I started several, several weeks ago. And today I'm going to talk about stage number five, but before I actually get to that one, I just want to reiterate some of what I've already spoken about for those that may have missed those earlier messages and you can kind of be brought up to speed. But in Matthew chapter 4, if you have your iPhone, you can download the, the uh, Logos Bible software app and then you can follow our slide presentation and just push the little icon and it'll take you right to the passage of Scripture. But in Matthew chapter 4 and verse number 19, let's all read this verse together. It's on the screen. Let's read it together. The Bible says, follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for people. Let's read it again. Follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for people. Now this is Jesus speaking here. And he says, follow me. And I will make you, in the translation that I memorized it in, it says fishers of men, but fish for people. Okay? Now I want you to understand, I've tried to break this down every single time, just so you get a grasp of what's taking place here. There's three areas in this particular verse. There's the head, there's the heart, and there's the hands. Okay? The head is when Jesus said, follow me. And that's when you make the decision to follow Jesus Christ. Okay? I mean, you're going this way in life and you're following your own dreams, your own goals. All of a sudden you hear the gospel and you turn and now you're starting to follow Jesus. Okay? Now at that point, by the way, when you're going this way following yourself, the Bible says in Ephesians that you are spiritually dead. And that's stage number one of our five-stage development of a disciple. You're spiritually dead. But the moment you turn and you start following Jesus, that's when you become alive and you're an infant, if you will. So you're following Jesus. It's the head. You make a decision to follow the Lord Jesus. But then look what he says. And I love this part. I, I love this part. He says, I will make you. Okay? That's the heart. That's the transformation part. Okay? Jesus says, follow me and I will make you. Now, all too often the church has kind of got their nose in where the church don't deserve or, or should be putting their nose in. Right? Listen, it's not some preacher's job to make you into what he wants you to be. Right? It's not some religious group to make you in what they want you to be. Right? Jesus said, you follow me and I will make you. You see, what we need to do is just follow Jesus and let Him start working on our heart. And I promise you, if you give Him your heart, He will start molding you and transforming you from the inside out. Too many times we as a church, we want to clean everybody up on the outside. And we want everybody to look a certain way and act a certain way and talk a certain way and do a certain thing and not do certain things. Listen, there's no way in the world you can get to that level or do that thing unless there's something starting on the inside, right? So we want to follow Jesus. 
Jesus and then allow him to mold and make us into the person that he wants us to become, into the disciple he wants us to be, and serve in the areas where he's gifted us to serve, right? So the transformation, the responsibility for the transforming of the child of God rests on who? No, let me, let me say again. The responsibility for the transforming of the heart and the person and the soul and the man and the woman or the boy and the girl that's given their heart to God. Who's, who's responsible for doing that? Who is transforming us? Jesus, right? It's the Lord that's doing that, right? Now, they're, they're, listen, that's kind of a trick question. And there is some responsibility on us. I mean, we've got to be willing, right? We've got to be pliable. We've got to be obedient. And we've got to allow Him to mold and make us. I mean, He's not going to do what we don't allow Him to do, right? He's not going to burst His way into your heart and knock your doors down, right? I mean, He's going to gently knock. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Revelation 3.20. If any man open the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me, Right? I mean, he's knocking. We've got to open our heart's door. But then he does the transforming. The last part of the verse, and I will make you what? Fish for people. That's the hands, okay? So we have the head, we have the heart, and we have the hands. Listen, guys, you have not been saved to sit and soak in a spiritual sauna, right? Right? You've not been saved just to sit and soak in God's sauna, if you will. His spiritual sauna. In other words, sometimes people get saved and, and man, they, they accept Christ as their Savior and then they just go to church and sit down. Right? Listen, there's so much more God wants you to do instead of just come. Now, should we come to church? Yeah. The book of Hebrews says we're not to forsake the assembly of, our, of ourselves together. We are to come and identify with a local church. By the way, if you're not a member of Victory Church, you'd like to become a member of Victory Church, just send us an email, Jared. And that was kind of his, we need to start saying send an email. So send an email or sign up on your connection card or, and let us know. And, and we want you to be a member of Victory Church, okay? You need to identify and become a member of a, of a local church. But listen, God's not saved us just to be a member of a church and sit and soak because if that's what we do, we will eventually what? Sour. Right? And I heard this statement many years ago, and I don't even know where it originated from, so uh, I'll, I'll just say it. It's not originally from me, but I have heard this saying many, many times, if you are not rowing the boat, you will eventually rock the boat. Right? In other words, you're just sitting and, and, and you're going to get sour and then all of a sudden you're going to get disgruntled and then eventually you're just going to start rocking the boat while everybody's trying to row the boat, right? So get in here and find a place to serve. The hands part. He's going to make us. Now what's he making us into? And what is, what is it we're to do? Fish for people. In Matthew chapter 28, you need to get this verse. It's the Great Commission, okay? It's the Great Commission. And, and then Jesus came near and said in Matthew 28, 18, and Jesus came near and said to them, All, I like this, authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. So what is the mission for every single born again believer? What is the mission? To make disciples. Okay? That's what he's commanded us to do. I was in a mission board meeting with the state of Illinois here just a, a week or so ago. I was in another mission board meeting just of late. And I asked them, I said, what is the mission of the mission board? And every single one around that board said, plant churches. Plant churches across this state and plant churches across that state. And I said, okay, give me chapter and verse for that. What is the mission? The mission, what? Is to make disciples. A byproduct of going into a community and making disciples is what? Planting a church. 
Right? When Paul went to, when Paul went into, uh, when Paul went on his missionary journeys and he went into Philippi, I think it's Philippi, correct me if I'm wrong right here, someone, but when, it, when he went into to Philippi, he, he, he ran across a lady of purple called, called uh, Lydia and he led her to the Lord and the byproduct of that was eventually a what? A church, right? So the, the mission for every single one of us is to make disciples, all right? So what does that look like, okay? And if we're going to be making disciples, how do we do that? What does that look like? What is the development stage of a disciple? You see, and, and this is what I shared with you at the, on, at the start of this little series that I'm on. I think the problem with the local churches today is that we are filled with converts instead of disciples, Right? We're filled with people that have made a decision to follow Jesus and they come in and sit, but they've never, they've never grown to the place where they are carrying out the mission where Jesus said, I will make you fish for people. All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth that, that you go into all the nations and do what? Make disciples. Okay, That's the ultimate mission. So the problem, I think, with a lot of churches is that we're filled with converts, with people that are growing, but we're not carrying out the mission that Jesus, the mandate that he has for us, that we go and make disciples, okay? So with that being said, I talked about five different areas. And by the way, I got some of this material from Jim Putnam in his book, Discipleship. It's a great book. I want to encourage you to read that. I'm going to be giving it to our leadership team here in just a few, uh, a few weeks. But it's a, it's a great little book, and some of the material is coming out of that. But in that, he identifies five different areas that I want us to identify and understand and know. We, we must know these five areas of spiritual development in order that we can identify where someone is in their walk with Christ. Now, by the way... Just because you've been a follower of Jesus for 60 years, that does not make you a spiritually mature believer in Jesus Christ, okay? Listen, it doesn't matter how long you've been on the road. We must measure how far we've traveled the road, okay? I mean, we can get on the road and sit down, right? And still be a babe, a child in Jesus, spiritually speaking. So so don't don't kind of... um, a mistake how long someone's been a, a Christian and say, well, they must be spiritually mature. Because, listen, I, I've, been, I've been pastor for over 25 years. And I've seen, I've seen people in all stages of their walk, spiritually speaking. And I've seen some people that I thought should be spiritual parents, very spiritual adults, but are really, in reality, spiritual infants or children because they haven't grown like they should grow, Right? Okay, so we must take the initiative and grow. So stage number one that we talked about was spiritually dead. In Ephesians chapter two, it says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. That was every single one of us. At one time, we're spiritually dead. Now, if you have not accepted Christ as your personal savior, then you're alive physically. But spiritually this morning, you're sitting here dead. Okay, you're still in your trespasses, you're still in your sins. So that's stage number one, spiritually dead. Stage number two we talked about was the infant stage. And in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2 and 3, Peter says, Like newborn infants, desire the pure spiritual milk so that you may grow. Now, Miss Dana, Peyton is going to need what? Nurturing, milk, formula, all this. It's going to need a lot of care. Why? If you don't give it to an infant, the infant's going to die, 
Right? And the same thing spiritually speaking. When someone initially accepts Christ as their Savior, there must be that nurturing of a spiritual parent that comes alongside that brand new believer and helps them in this journey, especially at the beginning. Now, when they get further along and they learn how to do some of these things themselves, you can back off and you can be more of a coach. But at the, at the beginning, their all responsibility is really resting on you to grow this spiritual child, this spiritual infant into a child, then to a young adult and so forth and so on. Okay? So it takes a lot of care, right? It takes a lot of grace. It takes a lot of patience, right? Infants can be messy, right? When's the last time you changed the diaper, right? They, they can be messy. I mean, hello, you with me? You ever been in the middle of changing a diaper and they decide to do it? And I'm like, heaven's sake, what are you doing? You're kind of blocking everything, and, right? They can be messy, right? Right? Listen, spiritually speaking, when we're, when we're working with new converts and we're growing them spiritually, it can get messy. I mean, it, it, you, what, what do we need? We need nurturing. We need care. We need grace. We need patience. You need all these things, spiritually speaking. So that's the infant stage. Stage number three, we've already spent several weeks talking about this, but stage number three is the child stage. 1 John 2 and 12. He says, I am writing to you little children. 1 Thessalonians 2, 11. As you know, like a father with his own children, we encouraged and we comforted and we implored each one of you. In other words, this child now is starting to grow. All right? But there's still this spiritual parent that's really there nurturing still and caring for them. But at, at the child stage, they're really starting to get the doctrines of the Word of God. They're really starting to zero in on their personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And they're aware of relationships now that they can build with other believers. Okay? As a spiritual child, they're picking up the lingo of the church, of Christianity, if you will, some of the terminology. They're able to carry on a conversation spiritually. They may not know everything yet, but at least they're kind of getting to that stage. Okay? Now, a couple weeks ago, I shared with you stage number four. And stage number four is this young adult stage. Now, if you remember at the young adult stage, by the way, in 1 John chapter 2, in verse 13 through, through, through 14, he says, I am writing to you, fathers, because you have come to know the one who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have had victory over the evil one. You see, whenever you get to this stage as a believer, you've experienced some victories over the evil one. I mean, you've identified some things, and, you, and you're starting out to get the victory over some temptations that, that, that Satan may have been bringing your way. You're starting to get some victory over some strongholds that Satan may have had on your life, okay? But if you remember, whenever I talked about this, this stage of a spiritual disciple, spiritual growth, this young adult stage, there's one very, very important factor at this stage that takes place. And you need to know this because you need to identify this as you're working with disciples, okay? As you're working with Christ followers. Do, does anyone remember what I talked about, a major something that took place at this stage? Does anyone remember? Who said it? Somebody said a shift. Who said shift? Shift. Barbara, was that you? Well, thank you for paying attention. You just made my heart feel good. I put all that time in preparation, study, and preaching, and delivering, and somebody got it. Good job. There's a major shift that takes place at this stage. What is the shift? Does anyone remember? Others. The shift now is not about me. The shift now is becoming about others. 
You see, whenever you're in the spiritual infant and the spiritual child stage, life still pretty is all about, pretty much all about me, right? I mean, when you take infants and children, it's all about me, right? And even spiritually, it's the same way. Because in the infant and child stage, if you remember some of the phrases with the stage, I mentioned uh, that some of the phrases will be, well, I'm just not sure this church is meeting my needs anymore. Okay, that's pretty, the, the, you should immediately know that is a spiritual child or spiritual infant, okay, because they're not at the young adult stage. Because when they get to the young adult stage, it's really not about me meeting my needs because I have, listen, I have discovered some principles. I have discovered some ways to get into the Word of God and feed myself. I can make my own steak now. I can prepare my own meals now, spiritually speaking, right? I can grow, really, I can get into the Word and I can feed myself. Now my emphasis is on getting plugged into the church and helping to grow other people, getting into ministries, really, that are not about me, that are really more about serving others, right? This is a major, major shift. I spent an entire sermon two weeks ago talking about the young adult. Stage number five is what I want to unpack for you real quickly. I won't be long. I promise you, we've had a lot going on in our service today. Stage number five is this, a spiritual parent, okay? A spiritual parent. I want you to listen in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. I want you to listen to this passage of Scripture where you have this spiritual parent, the Apostle Paul, speaking to his son in the faith, that he has won to the Lord, that he has nurtured him, that he's grown him to be the man that he is today, this young pastor that he is today. But he had a spiritual parent. And the spiritual parent now is, is Paul speaking to his son in the faith, Timothy. He says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You see, what Paul is doing, this spiritual parent, the Apostle Paul, what he's speaking now to his son in the faith is that he now leave the young adult stage and that he now become a spirit, should become a spiritual parent. He's wanting him now to take the doctrines, the teachings, uh, the mentorship, if you will, that Paul has given him, and he wants now Timothy to turn around and commit that to faithful men, people that are following him and people that he is discipling. You see, a spiritual parent, the emphasis is, has been off of self a long time ago. Okay? The emphasis now of a spiritual parent is now I am mentoring someone. I am pouring my life into someone. I am discipling someone. I may have an infant. I may have a child. I may have a young adult. But what I'm doing, I am helping them grow in their faith. I am investing in them on a systematic, maybe possibly even weekly, maybe even daily basis. I am pouring my life into them. I'm trying to reproduce myself spiritually. Now you understand, don't split hairs with me. I've got my theology correct. I realize there is nothing I can do to call someone to be born again. I understand that, right? I'm just talking about really just kind of applying this. I realize that's all about God and me sharing the message and the Holy Spirit convicting, the Holy Spirit drawing. It's God that does the saving. I understand all of that. But I'm talking about as a spiritual parent, I need to be nurturing. I need to be sharing the gospel with someone that's spiritually dead. 
and hopefully see them be born again into the family of God. And then they're at the infant stage, spiritually speaking. And then I'm going to nurture. I'm going to spend time with them. I'm going to invest in them. And then there's going to be a point as they grow from the infant to the child to the young adult. There's going to be a time when I commission them to be a spiritual parent now and turn around and raise someone up themselves, spiritually speaking. I've gotten to the point now when people, when I'm talking about spiritual maturity, And people will say, yeah, I feel I'm pretty mature in my faith. My question I will always ask is, who are you discipling? Who is it that you're pouring your life into? Who is it that you're helping them grow in their faith? You see, I don't know that we have a lot of spiritual parents in the churches today. My goal, my agenda, my passion, my heart... For us here at Victory Church is that we start raising up an army of disciples that grow to be spiritual parents. Now, I realize that we all can't be spiritual parents at the same time, okay? Matter of fact, I'm very hopeful that we'll have people at all stages of spiritual development, right? Because you don't come from an infant to a spiritual parent in, in, in a year, I mean, there there really is a process. It's going to take time to grow to that. I look back at my own life, and I did not. I mean, it it took me several years to get the emphasis off of me. Did did you get that? I mean, that's, that's, that's a huge hurdle to get over because life isn't really about you. Hello? The spiritual journey really isn't about you. It's about the kingdom. It's about the mission. It's about following Jesus, allowing Him to make us into the person that He wants us to be so that we can be what? Fishers of men. So we can reach people. So we can make disciples. And my question to us as a church is, who are we discipling? Okay? Now listen, I'm not just saying, sometimes, sometimes small group leaders get themselves off the hook. Well, I lead a small group and I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm just giving it to them on small group now. I, that's not, I'm not talking about being a, even being a preacher or being a teacher or a small group leader. I'm talking about you're personally one-on-one invested in someone. And, and you've taken the sole responsibility of seeing them grow in their faith. You're holding them accountable. You're loving on them. You're serving them. You're nurturing them. You're caring for them. You're feeding them. You're growing them. You're talking with them. You're living life with them. You're helping them make major decisions. And by the way, guys, listen, you should never make any major decision in your life without confiding in someone and asking them to pray for you. Hello? Right? I mean, that's just called accountability. And we need that at all levels of our spiritual life. So at the spiritual parent level, these individuals are reliable disciples who have grown and matured to the point where they are now qualified to teach others, okay? They have a solid understanding of God's Word. They have a deep abiding relationship with God. They have a desire to be involved in raising up other disciples. Now, I've given you a phase for the, uh, a phrase for the stage on each one of these. Let me give you some phrases for this stage. As a spiritual parent, here are some words that you may hear a spiritual parent saying. You may hear a spiritual parent say something like this. I wonder if God is leading me to invest in Bill to help him mature in his faith. You see, the radar is up, and you're looking for those people that God is bringing into your life. And it may be one of those that he's bringing into your life that he's saying, okay, this is the one that I want you to mentor. This is the one that I want you to disciple. This is the one that I want you to pour all your resources into. I want you to help him get to the place where he can be a spiritual parent as well. Help him grow in his faith. A spiritual parent may say something like this. I want to help this guy at work. 
He asked me to explain the Bible to him. Pray for me as I spend time in the Word that I can help him from God's Word. That's going to be a spiritual parent saying something like that, right? Because they are concerned about others. You may hear a spiritual parent say something like this. We've got some in our small group, and we have two that have just accepted Christ as their Savior. And they're going to be baptized very soon. And, they're going to, and, and the spiritual parent's going to be beating down our office door, and they're going to be saying, listen, when is the next membership class? It's imperative that I get these individuals plugged into the membership class because now I want to be sure I can get them plugged into ministry and get them connected into the local church, right? Into our church family. I mean, it takes a spiritual parent sometimes to take the hand of these spiritual children and lead them through the process of what they need to do. The, the pathway to victory, which I preach a whole series on these seven banners. That's our pathway. They need a spiritual parent taking a child on each one of these stepping stones to where they, they connect in the church and grow and serve and they're involved in evangelism and reaching. They're managing their resources. They realize God owns it all and they're just a steward to now their leaders and their spiritual parents, Right? We've got to be in the process of bringing them along. Get this one. A spiritual parent is going to say this. They're going to come to their accountability group. They're going to come to that individual that can help them pray and give them wisdom and counsel. They're going to say, listen, will you pray for me? I'm taking, let's say, Bill and Jane, for lack of a better name. I'm taking, I'm taking not that that's a bad name if your name is Bill or Jane, by the way. But I, I'm taking Bill and Jane. I'm taking Bill and Jane to the ball game. And I'm taking them to go see a Cardinals game. And you know, and now this is a spiritual parent speaking probably to another spiritual parent that can help them pray. And you say, you know how excited I get at ball games, And you know how I jump on the referees. And, and you know how sometimes I lose my temper. And you know I am weak there. And these are brand new believers. And I don't want to hurt the cause of Christ or, or hurt my discipleship effort in, 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 in discipling them. Will you pray for me that I'll be patient when I go to the ball game and not get so wrapped up in the game? That's a spiritual parent. Why? Because they're more concerned about the one they're growing in the faith than they are themselves, right? That's the place of a spiritual parent. What are some of the needs of a spiritual parent? Well, I believe there's several. I think spiritual parents need close relationships with other spiritual parents. They need nurturing. They, they need accountability. They need that, that caring because sometimes it gets, sometimes the load gets heavy. Sometimes it feels like you're kind of in this thing all by yourself. And, and sometimes you may ask the question, well, who's ministering to me? And so spiritual parents, one of the greatest needs that they need are other spiritual parents that they can kind of share life with and kind of hold themselves accountable and draw strength from one another. Something else spiritual parents needs, need are ongoing training. Man, they need, they need teaching. They need equipping. And that's what we try to do even here with some of our classes. And, and so we can continue to equip and train and give the resources. And, and spiritual parents need that. So, what are the five stages? Talk to me real quickly. I'm done. Spiritual stage number one is spiritually dead. Spiritual stage number two, infant. Spiritual stage number three, a child. Spiritual stage number four, a young adult. Spiritual stage number five, spiritual parent. Let me ask you a question. Are you spiritually mature? Or where are you on this stage and if you're here this morning, as the band comes, if you're here this morning and you're at stage number one, spiritually dead, I just want you to know you're at the right place. I want you to know, first of all, that we love you and that Jesus loves you and God loves you and we're not here trying to condemn anyone, but we want you to know that there is peace and happiness and joy beyond all understanding when you give your heart and your life to Christ. 
So if you're here today and you've never trusted in Jesus as your personal Savior, my prayer is today that you would trust in Him. And I'll help you pray about that in just a moment. Secondly, if you're here today, and maybe you, you say, I, I realize I'm a spiritual infant. Or I, I may be just a, maybe a spiritual child, but, but I need help. I want you to know something. I want you to get connected in a small group. Because that's where relationships happen. And that's where you can find that individual that's going to help grow you. Okay? And so I want you to get plugged in. If you're here today and you're not plugged into a small group, I want you to get plugged into one of our small groups. There's accountability there. There's spiritual help and development that's there. There's, there's ministry that's there. I mean, there's so many things that can happen when you're plugged into one of our small groups. And I want you to get plugged in. You may be here today and you're not identified with a local church. Well, listen let me say, you're at a right place today. I'd love for you to become a member of Victory Church and, and be a part of our church family. And, and uh, you have your connection card there in your, your worship folder. And whatever your need is today, if you'd like to be baptized or you prayed to accept Christ today as your Savior or you want to be a member of our church and you want to get connected into a small group, just whatever your needs are, we've, we've got to know where you are in this stage so that we can help you. Because my heart's desire is to help you grow in your faith. I also have a desire to see more spiritual infants, to see people born into the family of God. And then we want to reach down and nurture them and help them grow. But we've got to all do this together. But I ultimately want to see that individual that's a spiritual parent. And we need spiritual parents. We need people that are pouring their life in to someone else. I wonder as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I just want you to know that we've all been saved for a purpose. We've all been saved for a purpose. We've all been born again once we've been saved with a spiritual DNA. And the result of that is that we grow in our faith to be mature disciples that make disciples. Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me that you go and make disciples. That's our push. That's our plea. We want to help you do that. But you must evaluate where you are. Evaluate where you are. Are you discipling someone one-on-one? Are you helping them grow? Are you helping them get connected into the church? I'm talking about local church ministry. I know there's other ministries that are out there that are just out there. But we need to get people plugged into the local church. We need to build relationships in the local church. What are we doing to do that? Spiritual parents and even young adults spiritually are concerned about that. Where are you? Father, right now, Lord, I just pray you speak to our hearts. And God, life is not just obtaining a bunch of Bible knowledge and then doing nothing with it. It's about growing in the knowledge of your word so we can turn around and serve and mentor and disciple in the local church that you died for to see those people serving and growing in their faith. God, if we say we're spiritually mature, then the question is, who are we discipling? Who are we mentoring? We may not be as mature as we think we are. Because if we are not pouring our life into someone, if we're not discipling someone, then we're not at stage five. 
we're just not a spiritual parent. We may be a young adult. We may even be a child. God, help us, Lord, to discern where we are. If there's one here today that needs to pray and ask you into their heart as their Lord and their Savior, my prayer is right now that they would just pray a prayer like this. Say, Dear God, I realize that I've sinned, and I realize that you died for our sins, and right now I give you my heart and my life. I repent. I pray, God, you forgive me. Come into my life. Be my Savior. I don't understand everything, but I want to give my life to you today. Maybe there's one here today that has accepted you as their Savior, but they really haven't identified with a local church. Maybe, God, there's people here today that are praying about the decision to be a member of Victory Church. I pray, God, that you would help them be able to make that decision. Our arms and our doors are wide open. We'd love for people to join our church family. Maybe someone needs, needs to make that decision today. Maybe there's someone that's already accepted you as their Savior, but they've never been baptized. My prayer is they make that decision today. Help us all to be involved in the great mission of making disciples. Father, we ask your blessings on our time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, thank you for joining us for this message from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360. That's 618-622-9360. Or you can email us at victory at victorychurchonline.net. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials, or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email or call, or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. Come and check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.